Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Directly to your door. Call MD Topical toll-free, 877-875-5909. Or go to mdtopical.com and get started on your road to a pain-free life. Call MD Topical toll-free, 877-875-5909. Or go to mdtopical.com. Reed Hoffman is one of Silicon Valley's most high-profile investors. He was an early investor in Facebook and also the co-founder of LinkedIn. Hoffman was on CBS This Morning and said when you build a company up, a startup has to be fast. He explained why. The reason why you want this is this is the modern way that you build massive companies. If you look at Airbnb, if you look at Uber, if you look at a lot of these companies that 10 years ago were, were ideas, back of napkins, in tiny, and now are global transformational companies. Hoffman also talks about how being able to adapt is key for a startup. You have to understand that you're not going to, it's not going to have this comfortable and efficiency where you learn it and just iterate slowly. You're going to be doing massive changes every 6 to 12 months, including in how you run the company. And so by embracing chaos and knowing that we are going to be uh, kind of running in a way that looks totally chaotic, but we're doing though in order to get to the, be the first to scale is the way that you actually succeed. This is USA Radio News. Live from the Grace Brook, Covington, Tennessee, it's Adam and Chad, bringing you the latest in sports from a local perspective every Tuesday night. And now, your hosts, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. It's Adam and Chad with no Adam, just Chad. It's just me here tonight. Sorry. Uh, you're going to have to hear this voice all night long, but we'll get through it. Adam is out ill. I know what some of you are thinking. He's been off for a long time, but tonight he's actually sick. So we hope he gets better soon, but we got plenty to talk about in the world of sports. So we will get to that. Also off for tonight, Brandon Reed. He won't be able to join us tonight either. We will still have Jeff Ireland, however. World Series kicks off tonight. Got some NFL to talk about. Decisions to go for two. I'm going to tell you why I think you should always kick the extra point. Always kick the extra point. Also, I'll give you the narrowed list player of the year semifinalist. I will tell you who won the Headheads player of the week when voting ends, which will be at 7 o'clock. 
Voting is open until 7 o'clock. Then we will declare a winner in the weekly Head Ads Player of the Week poll for local high school football, NFL, NBA, college hoops. All that's coming up if you want to reach out. Just jump in the comment feed right here on Facebook Live. Or tweet us at Adam Chad Sports after the show. If you want to hear it, the podcast will be on iTunes, Spreaker.com, Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts, basically. Or you can go to the on-demand section at us51country.com. Let's kick it off with our weekly sports update. We call it The Rundown. The Rundown. The Memphis Tigers were drugged by Missouri over the weekend, 65-33. There's not much to say there. The score speaks for itself, 65-33. The Vols performed about as well as expected against Alabama on the third Saturday in October, losing 58-21. The biggest highlight was the Gatorade bat, the celebration of former Vols coach Butch Jones, which had most people scratching their heads. The Titans lost to the Chargers in London on Sunday after going toe-to-toe. Coach Mike Brable decided not to kick a game-tying extra point and instead go for the two-point conversion in the win. The Titans failed to convert not once, but twice because of a penalty. Lost the game 20-19. The Predators are now 7-1 on the young season, looking like they have another great year in store for hockey fans. Memphis Tigers basketball tips off this Thursday. New coach Penny Hardaway will lead his team in an exhibition against LeMoyne. Oh, and a game on air right here on 93.5 of him beginning at 6 p.m. And in high school football, Covington, Tipton, Rosemark, Haywood, and Fayette Academy all got wins, but Bolton, Brighton, Munford, Fayetteware, Arlington, Ripley, and Millington all lost. That is the rundown. Okay, so the World Series tipping off tonight or kicking. You don't say kicking off or tipping off. What do you say for baseball? So in basketball, they start the game with a tip-off. In football, they start the game with a kickoff. So you can always say football is kicking off. You can always say um, you can say uh, uh, basketball is tipping off. What do you say about baseball? Hitting off, leading off? Maybe you say the first pitch is tonight of the World Series. Maybe that is what you say. The first pitch is tonight of the World Series. Uh, That's what's happening. Anyway, here in about an hour, the Red Sox will take on the Dodgers. The Dodgers uh, are, man, on fire, but nobody more on fire than the Red Sox. It's been like forever since the Red Sox lost a road playoff game. And this is the time of year, today, tonight, is when I'm going to start paying attention to baseball on the on the eve of the World Series. And I, you say, well, you know, come on, then you don't really like baseball. Well, hey, I, that, that's probably true. It's not interesting to me to watch it for 162 games. I'll say that. Now, if the Cardinals had been in the playoffs, I probably would have watched the majority of the Cardinals' playoff games. I would have watched all of the league championship series. And normally I do watch a lot of league championship series anyway. I just didn't get to it this time. One, uh, just because I don't care about any of the teams personally, from a personal standpoint. And two, there's a lot going on in football uh, right now. And there's a lot to cover in other sports. And so baseball hasn't drawn my attention as much. I don't think it's drawn that attention of that much. I mean, you know, I, I listen to other people that do what I do for a living, and uh, nobody's talking a lot of baseball unless you're in L.A. or in Boston. I mean, I'm sure in Boston you're talking, but you're probably dividing your time between the Patriots and the Red Sox. Patriots are on fire right now. So 
you know, the Red Sox, it's not like it, the curse of the Bambino was broken a while back. So uh, that's nothing to worry about. So I'm not sure how, I'm sure it's huge still in Boston, but outside of those cities, I don't think there's a lot of chatter about baseball in general. People know it's the World Series. People are going to watch, but, uh, you know, they're going to have to do something to bring that game up. We've talked a lot here on the air about different things that we think they could do. They need to shorten the games, for one, uh, and maybe have a few more superstars, more primetime games, but shorten the games and have less games, I think will be the two biggest things you could do in baseball. There are things you could do without messing with the nine-inning setup to shorten the game, like not letting them uh, warm up for 15 minutes in between each inning. There, You can put them on clocks for certain things, just like they do the pitcher and getting to the mound and all of that. You can shorten it up, make the game bearable for a TV broadcast, and then play less games so that you can have more games in prime time. You could do a deal if you played two, three times a week max. If they played an NBA schedule, then a good number of games would be on national outlets like ESPN, ESPN2, 3, and on FS1, FS2. There would be different games on throughout the week, plus some networks would pick it up. If you had less games so that the games were more meaningful and they were more in prime time viewing tv channels especially networks are looking to add more sports anyway because it's the only thing people watch live and actually watch the advertisements which is how tv pays for their product anyway and they don't get the money from advertisements as much anymore because most people know that even if the ratings on a particular show are good, a lot of people are DVRing and skipping the commercials. But nobody does that with sports. I won't say nobody. Somebody I'm sure probably does. But typically, people like to watch sports live. You don't want to... I don't even like to look at Twitter while I'm watching sports because if someone is 30 seconds ahead of me, it could ruin a game for me. But most people, they don't want to get it spoiled, so they watch it live. They like to watch it live, so therefore they watch the advertisements that come with live sports. So I think there's opportunity for baseball. They just have to get out of their own way in a lot of ways. Uh, They, you know, have to loosen up some of the rules and things like that too. But I think for the most part, cut it from 162 games to 84, 82, something like that. 81, you know, just cut it in half, 81 games. Uh, And stop the one-game play-in situation. At least play a best-of-three right there. Uh, I understand playing a tiebreaker for the division, I guess. Um, But I would would play at least a three-game series on that first playoff. Uh, And... If you drug it out more in October during exciting, meaningful baseball, why do you put this is so that one game, that one playoff game where teams, two teams in the NL, two teams in the AL go at it for one game, one winner gets to the playoffs, the other person goes home in such a meaningful outcome in a game that has very few meaningful outcomes until September. 
from April to September, there's almost nothing meaningful going on. And then you get to a meaningful game, and instead of stretching it out to a three-game, a five-game series, you put it all in one game. It still doesn't get the ratings an NFL game gets. And all it does is make people mad when you could stretch that out. Follow the NBA model a little more. And I think the NBA plays too many games. But baseball, I mean, 162, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and they're not cashing in when their sport is the best. The sport is the best in October. Why aren't you cashing in in October when your sport is the best? Why are you eliminating a team in a one-game series when you could have got mileage out of it in a three-game series? Meanwhile, you played 40 games where teams played each other three or four times in a row. You played day games that nobody saw outside of the people at the ballpark, and they were during the week work week, so the ballpark didn't fill up. It doesn't make any sense. It's like baseball is their own worst enemy to me. Regardless, tonight, the Red Sox will take on the Dodgers in game one, and Matt Kemp says that all of the guys on the Dodgers team are ready to make an impact. We've all sacrificed to win. Us sacrificing we got here. You know, everybody's name is going to be caught up on at some point during this series to try to make an impact on the game. And uh, guys are ready. All the guys are ready. And if you don't start, you might come in in the fourth or the fifth and try to make an impact. But guys stay ready. And uh, we, we got a lot of guys that can do a lot of great things. Are there two teams that are farther apart than L.A. and Boston? Is L.A. further from, I guess, Toronto? I, you know, I don't know. I just thought about that. That's a big cross-country trip, though. And going all the way across the country, Mookie Betts talked about getting to the World Series. We've done a lot of work this year. 108 wins, um, got through step one and step two, and you make it this far, you got to go ahead and win it. I mean, we haven't we haven't been to this step. Still going to be the same game, so we have to understand that we still have to execute um, the same way we've always we've done all year. But um, you know, this this aspect is definitely uh, different for, for us. Hey, Cody and Jerry says the first f- pitch fired in anger. I guess is the way to kick off a uh, baseball game. So hi to you guys. Uh, Got one more clip from Mitch Moreland with the Red Sox talking about how them having big game experience is definitely going to help. Obviously, playing the Yankees in the ALDS, playing the Astros, defending world champs in the ALCS. Yeah, I mean, that's that's experience enough for this situation. Obviously, this is the World Series, but everything we've done to this point has has built us up and, and, and got us ready for this spot. All right, so we will be back in just a moment. Once again, you can join Cody and Jerry in the comment feed on Facebook Live. If you are watching the show, you can also call into the show, 901-475-9355. 901-475-9355 is the number to call in the show and give your opinion. When we come back, we'll talk about all of these going for two. And whether or not it's a good idea, hint, Chad says no. (laughs) That's coming up on Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home has proudly served families from Tipton and its surrounding counties in their times of need for generations. In fact, Houston Moss is their third generation funeral director. Like his uncle and grandfather before him, Houston will explain all the different options available to your family. Whether you're planning an unexpected funeral or pre-planning your own, 
Trust Maley Yarbrough Funeral Home to make the process as easy as possible. US 51 Country invites you to the third annual Scare on the Square event taking place Saturday beginning at 4.30 p.m. Plan to bring your kids out to be a part of this community-wide free trick-or-treating event around Covington's historic Court Square. While you're making your rounds, be sure to check out all the Square Crows. The third annual Scare on the Square event brought to you by US 51 Country and made possible by Fast Pace Urgent Care, Charms, Patina, Bayou Bells Boutique, Buff City Soap, Something Special, Lydia's, Old Town Hall, McGowan Stid Insurance, and Catherine's Flowers. I'm Covington Mayor Justin Hansen. When I took office four years ago, the city of Covington was in financial strain. Now, four years later, we've reduced our debt and created a plan and roadmap for our future. We've reallocated dollars back to providing the best essential services possible, all while keeping your taxes consistent. I promise to continue to be responsible for your tax dollars and want to continue to serve you as your mayor. Early voting goes through November 1st, and Election Day is November 6th. I appreciate your vote. This ad paid for by the committee to reelect Justin Hansen. Hyde Williams Treasurer. Buckaroo Hatters on Covington's Historic Court Square makes the hats that make you stand out. At Buckaroo Hatters, you won't find the same cookie-cutter hats you see everywhere else. For nearly 30 years, Mike Moore has been perfecting his hat-making process, creating hats that have been worn on television and in movies worldwide. Buckaroo Hatters is one of the most well-known, respected, and sought-after hat makers in the world. For your convenience, they're open on your days off, Saturdays from 10 to 5 and Sundays 11 to 4. Stop into the store at 115 East Pleasant in Covington and let them know you heard about them on US 51 Country. Or take a look at their history and inventory on online at buckaroohatters.com. So you already know that Glass Tire and Muffler is the best place for you to go to get new tires, mufflers, rotations, or alignments, but did you know that there's so much more that they do? Glass Tire and Muffler can do a full range of repair and maintenance work on your car, truck, or SUV. What am I talking about? Here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking engines, transmissions, brakes, oil changes, air, heat, lift kits, towing packages. Starting to get the picture now, right? So stop in or give them a call today. 901-476-7139. They're on Highway 51 in Covington. It's Glass Tire and muffler so much more than just tires showers and thunder showers should be expected today with our cold front moving through the area south winds will help boost temperatures into the upper 70s and lower 80s before northwest winds later this evening help drop temperatures down into the mid 50s memphis spine rehab relocating to germantown across from the chick-fil-a on wolf trail cove call 901-751-0939 for memphis spine and rehab i'm news channel 3's todd demers you're listening to Adam and Chad. Oh, my. On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Something tells me that weather forecast was old. I don't think uh, I don't think that was today's weather forecast. I think that was miscued. Matter of fact, let's, uh, let's get rid of that right now. Click, click, click. That's how we do things here. Just right on the air in front of everybody. Boom. There it goes. It's gone. Won't come up again. All right. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM. Adam Less, just Chad, Dynamite Chad, sitting in here with you. Your old buddy, your old pal. Got Cody and Jerry on the Facebook live feed weighing in. More of you out there in listener land as well. And I did the last segment's tease completely wrong because I was so remiss 
I was so ready to talk about the extra point thing that I forgot about our good friend who doesn't like to be called a friend, but I'll call him a friend. I think of him as a friend. It's Jeff Ireland. He's joining us right now from the Covenant Leader. Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, it's good to be here. Adam is not there. This is weird. Adam is not here. So Okay. Honestly, I think he just took away from the show anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> I would I would respectfully disagree. I think Adam's a big part of the show, but we'll, we'll make do with, with just you. I guess it'll be okay. <laughs> we'll call it the Ann Chad Show. There you go. We there can make go. it the Jeff and Chad Show for the night. That sounds if, if good. Like. That sounds yeah. good. Jeff and that Chad. Or Chad and Jeff, since we're going in alphabetical order. Well, we can talk to your boss. I'll need a check okay. to have that, right. my name officially attached to the show. But, um, <laughs> you know. Well, my, my bosses uh, would like to have you on more often, I think. Uh, they were they were really impressed with your uh, your color commentary at basketball a couple of years ago. Oh, so. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, hey, any, any, any time. You know, I'm, I try to be a versatile media uh, personality. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. So do I. So do I. Uh, I. I don't always succeed, but I try. Uh, now, before we get into football, Jeff, uh, I wanted to talk about the Covington Girls soccer team. Uh, they're the only soccer team that's made it to the state tournament in Tipton County ever. And Tipton County has been playing soccer for a while. Not everybody hasn't been playing, but Covington has been playing for like 30 years, right? Yeah, I did some research last year when they made the state tournament. And about 30 years, there's been, you know, like Mumford and Brighton have co-opted some teams over the years, and it's sort of a not an exact number, but about 30 years. It's pretty fair to say that soccer has been played by, you know, these schools for about 30 years. So, yeah, it's pretty impressive. They've Only two teams have made it in 30 years, and you know, Covington uh, Lady Chargers are, are both of those teams, so it's pretty impressive. And – so now they move into the uh, – they drummed a team 4-1 to one to get into – was it Chester County they played? And yeah, Chester County. Yeah. To get into the state tournament, and that right. play will start tomorrow? That's right. They play tomorrow at 2 o'clock against uh, Nolansville. All right, so congratulations to them for sure. Madison Luttrell, that's a name we've heard before. Uh, she's pretty standout for them because I know I've heard her name in highlight uh, discussions before. Yeah, I mean, I've seen her play, you know, probably a dozen times now. And, I mean, she's good. You know, that game against Chester County, I was I was at that game Saturday. And, man, she scored this one goal, like, from the left side of the penalty box. It's an impossible angle, and she just scored. I mean, she's good. She's just a goal scorer. So, I mean, she's a, she's a really good player, and, you know, she's a weapon. And, um you know, we'll see what happens at state, but yeah, she's she's an excellent player for sure. All right, well, Jeff, we'll move on to football, and uh, of course, uh, we have a wonderful story at CovingLeader.com right now about the Rosemark game that got bumped from the lead story because the stinking president's son was in town. I just can't believe I just can't believe that my story got bumped for Eric Trump. Uh, actually, I can believe that. I, I think more people care about. I mean, yeah, Eric stories Trump just than, get bummed. Yeah, and and goes honestly, on, get bumped. honestly, I doubt anybody is reading the story because I wrote it. They're reading the story because they want to read about Rosemark. Uh, but uh, but nonetheless, uh, Eric Trump was in town, which was a big deal, and you guys have that up right now on the front page at CovenantLeader dot com, and uh, people can go and check that out after the show, not before the show, after the show. 
go and check out uh, that article, Eric Trump. Sort of a surprise appearance, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. You're talking about uh, Trump, right? Right, yes. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked from it. My son was asking me a question. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I was there, and uh, yeah, it was, you know... If you're a Republican, it was a uh, a great event. I mean, you know, they they hit all the all the notes that you want to hear as a Republican. They, you know, every time they mentioned some sort of Democrat, everybody booed and you know that, that kind of thing. So, I mean, it was just, How did it politics was a, turn into this? I mean, it's like sports now. Yeah. It, it's it's right. like its own its own. Uh, I I just can't. I don't know. I don't get into it like that. Like I don't get yeah. into politics. Like I don't want to do chants. And I don't want right. to uh, do, you know, uh, 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 booze and cheers. I mean, I'll clap when somebody says something I like. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. It's yeah, like the it extent weird. of my it involvement. I, I don't, I, yeah. I, I don't want to be all fired up about you know who's going to be in uh, the Senate because honestly, I don't believe any of them have my best interest at heart. I I think sometimes they do things that are in my best interest, but it's only because it was in their best interest, also. Yeah, it, but, it was a it was a weird event. I mean, it was just you know just kind of your uh, a classic <laughs> rally where yeah they were hitting all the notes and you know talking about all the things you know, immigration boo you know just, yeah. it, was, it wasn't like a informational session it was more of a rally you like know, a rally for, yeah. for Republicans here right that's just what it was and it was interesting to 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 sit in and, and watch it you know but it you know. And it was and Eric Trump is I guess I don't even I never really I don't pay attention to that stuff too much but I understand he's somewhat relevant other than being the, the president's son and he did a good job he he rallied the troops and, and when he was done speaking somebody yelled out we love you Eric and, and he was like we love you too and there were a bunch of uh, selfies <laughs> taken and that kind of thing so it was a <laughs> it was an interesting event for sure I mean I think in his own right you know he's an accomplished person uh, as yeah. I understand it right now he runs the Trump organization, which is not small. And, uh, you know, of course he, you know, had the benefit of growing up with Donald Trump being his dad in all of that type of business. But, uh, you know, still every rich kid doesn't grow up to take over the business. A lot of them just do a lot of Coke and run cars off the road. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he was, he was impressive. He, he was a good speaker and, you know, the thing I noticed the most about the event was the Secret Service. I mean, they were everywhere. It was pretty weird. I mean, oh really? You know, wow. I've been to I've been to events similar to that, but usually you know the press can kind of roam about and do what you want to do. But I mean, they had the press, you know, like sequestered to this little corner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you moved, there was a guy with a, a finger in his earpiece, you know, kind of <laughs> looking at you. I mean, it was it was <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of strange, but I didn't it was realize. I guess I just didn't realize that Eric Trump had. Secret Service with him, like I, I didn't know that. I, I mean, I I can see it, I suppose, uh, but I I just didn't really, you know, when the president has grown children, you don't think of them as traveling with Secret Service. Uh, but, yeah, I guess. You know. Yeah, I guess not. But I mean, like you said, I mean, it's kind of. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, um, juvenile children are are you know have Secret Service, right. but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's. I mean, he's a pretty public figure, so I would have. I guess yeah, they're covering him. So yeah. as I understand, the Secret Service actually doesn't make determinations on who to who gets a detail by who they are, but by if there is a credible reason for them to have security. And uh, so there, you know, it may be a situation where he's received threats or something like that. 
Uh, that's a that's probably enough politics tonight. Let's get on to football. How about that? Uh, yeah, the, but it was just an interesting thing. I mean, this is not something that happens, uh, you know, and and especially a surprise visit from a member of the first family doesn't happen here like that, you know. No, I mean, yeah, Chelsea Clinton's never been here. Reagan's kid. I mean, yeah, right, it, it was yeah. it was pretty 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 unique for sure. And uh, yeah, honestly, in the past, we were more likely to get prominent Democrats than we were to get prominent Republicans simply because of uh, Jimmy Nafee and his connections. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's uh, totally changed for sure. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a pretty Republican crowd, as you can imagine. And you had that red tablecloth and American flags everywhere. And, and, you know, the national anthem was, was sung and the Pledge of Allegiance was done. Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, it was. It was an event for sure. I, I, I'm glad that I went. It was, I think it was fun, and it was. I think the readers needed need to see it. I started to uh, started to say something about taking a knee, and then I just decided to back off of that. <laughs> we should probably leave that alone, Chad. I, I <laughs> thought your listeners want to hear about that. I just wanted to know who did. Who t- <laughs> Nobody took a knee. I can promise you that. <laughs> Everybody was standing up proudly with hand over heart. <laughs> we'll watch the tape and determine for ourselves. Okay, okay. Okay, uh, the uh, I want to mention real quick the Hat Ads Player of the Week poll. The Hat Ads Player of the Week poll is up right now. You can vote until 7 o'clock. And uh, the people nominated this week are Brock Lomax, quarterback from Covington, 2 of 7, 53 yards on the touchdown, 6 carries for 43 yards and another touchdown. Rube Ray, the quarterback from Fayette Academy, 4 of 4 for 77 yards and 2 touchdowns and 1 carry for 49 yards, 2 tackles on the defensive side. Mac Fullen from Tipton Rosemark, 16 carries, 94 yards, 2 touchdowns, 1 reception for five yards those are the nominees for player of the week let me say this and i i know that this isn't something that you can necessarily weigh in on that much because you don't follow this team as much but i do want to say this for the listeners out there uh you guys I, I, and i understand everybody's going to vote for their favorite team's person most of the time especially if you don't really know that much about the rest and i know that when the numbers aren't super eye-popping uh, then, you know, it's easy to make that decision. And I'm not marketing for anybody to win anything here. But what I do want to say is take a look at Rube Ray at Fayette County, at, at Fayette Academy, rather. This kid is special. And if you can, like, go online and watch some film or something, I mean, if you're into sports, this is a special player here. Not saying that nobody else is. I'm not knocking anybody else. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just saying this quarterback at Fayette Academy, I know that that's kind of on the outskirts of our listening area, so we don't have as many fans out there. And so sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle, and I don't want it to because this kid is fantastic. And I just want you to uh, pay uh, pay just a little more attention to Rubre. Take a look at him. Take a look at his stats because he is a special player, and uh, they don't come along that often, especially for a small school like Fayette Academy. What's his first name? How do you spell that? Rube. Rube, just like you would, you know, if you called somebody a Rube, like R U B E. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him play, but I can tell you if he's competed against Davidson Academy, and then did they play Lausanne this year? I I don't think they played Lausanne this year. Okay, okay, yeah, I can tell you. I mean, he's as well as they've done, and I know they don't have a ton of you know serious athletes at Fan Academy as well as they have done. I can. He has to be awesome. I mean, there's there's, there's no other reason why they've been so good. So yeah, I, I can I can I'm down with that. 
Now, uh, of course, another person, I'll talk a little bit about this, uh, over at Tipton Rosemark Academy, Mac Fullen, who's uh, took on a lot of the load. But I will say that uh, Coach Colin Pinner found a way on Friday night to get more people involved because of the loss. You know, they've lost a lot of players along the way here to injury. And uh, so he found a way to get Tyler Bird more involved in the offense and a couple of other guys getting carries, uh, Clayton Brown getting some carries and uh, trying to move. They wanted to do some stuff through the air, but it started raining and kind of messed that up. Uh, but Mac Fullen still bears the brunt of the low because he is the most talented back on the team. He gets, and this is what I thought was really cool. I almost didn't believe it when they told me this in the press box, but he got touchdown number 50, which breaks the record. The re- he had tied the record last week. The record's 49. He gets touchdown number 50 of his career, sets a school record for touchdowns in a career, and it's on his grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. It couldn't be more perfect than that. Like I said, I almost didn't believe it. When they were saying that, I was like, there's just no way. There's no way that you score touchdown number 50 on your grandparents' 50th anniversary, but that's what happened. Yeah, he's a special guy. I mean, he's just a junior, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I'm pretty sure he's a junior, so yeah. I mean, what Rosemark has done is pretty impressive, and they had some some you know some uh, tough losses in the early part of the season, and they've really come on, and they're in good shape to earn a home playoff game again. So yeah, I mean, they're doing well, and Mac is a huge reason for it, especially after you know Jake Rome got hurt. I mean, he's had to carry the load. So yeah, I mean, he's he's an impressive kid, and yeah, we've talked about. I need to I need to look a little deeper into that, and maybe do a feature story on him. So I mean, he's a, he's a special player, and. Sometimes Rosemary doesn't get the attention they deserve from us, and, yeah, I need to kind of uh, rectify that. So, yeah, as, as we go forward, I'm probably going to look into that a little bit deeper. Well, it was certainly impressive. He actually added two touchdowns, so he just continues to extend, extend the record. Uh, but Rosemary's defense really did the the big job on Friday night with pass breakups. They, they have some people, and this is what's frustrating in covering uh, in covering high school football there aren't i know a lot of people think because people like jeff and myself and adam are the people that you hear from in the media and you think that we only pay attention to offense and offensive performance the truth is there's not a lot of information for us to so we can watch a team and we can say yeah the defense played good but if we can't get a breakdown and see how many tackles somebody had or who had this many pass breakups or interceptions then we can't say with any certainty what someone is doing and because we can't watch every game so it's frustrating for us because we see often like I did on Friday a great performance from uh the Tipton Rosemark defense but other than the stats that I was keeping myself, I didn't have any defensive stats to go by to back up to say, hey, this is what happened. And so sometimes that's frustrating when you're covering this, And but that's why defense doesn't get the love maybe sometimes it deserves. Yeah, that's just kind of the way it is. It's unfortunate, but it's just a you know, reflection of what people care about. I mean, you know, I try and I, I, do, I do think about that a lot, and I try and work in the defensive you know, part of it when I can. But you're right. I mean, it's just – it's hard. It's hard to quantify. I mean, somebody scores two touchdowns, throws for whatever yards, and runs for whatever yards. Right. It's easy to quantify, but you know, defense is a little bit harder to quantify. So, but you know, people who really understand football understand the importance of it, and you know, 
that's just kind of the way it is. But that's just that's just sort of the way it works out. But you're right. I mean, Rosemark's defense was great against uh, JCS. So that's that was a big part of the story. Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, as far as Covington, they get the win, uh, not unexpected, uh, but they now go to the last game of the season. Uh, they are on the road against, who are they playing? Uh, Bolivar. Bolivar. Yeah, that's right. Bolivar Central. And uh, so what do we need to expect out of that game? <laughs> Nothing. Not much. I mean, yeah, Bolivar is no. not very good. So, I mean, I, I, Covington will roll in that game and, you know, he'll, I'm sure they'll probably struggle with them looking forward to the playoffs. But, yeah, they'll they'll roll that game and they'll, you know, be in good shape heading to the playoffs. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, yeah, they have home field advantage all the way through the semifinals if they make it that far, Coach Wheeler. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's a, that's really a, a big a big thing for them. I mean, so. By the way, did he speak to you last week at all? Yeah, I meant to thank you for yeah for doing that on the radio last last week. <laughs> I texted him like during the conversation and said, "You know, I'm kidding, right?" He he texted back, "Yeah, he he realized that." He said that I think his quote was, "You guys threw me under the bus." So he called me a liar. <laughs> he, he said yeah. that uh, he said I don't believe Jeff said that. I think you're right. making that up. And I said, "Well, right. go back and listen to the podcast." Uh, right, but, I, you know, I said it. As I recall, you guys brought up uh, Alcoa. Oh, don't try to turn it out. <laughs> and I said, now jokingly, you should ask him about you. Anyway, <laughs> he understands. But yeah, you know, they're. But I mean, seriously, their playoff route is not easy. I mean, it's this is isn't really coach speak. I mean, there are some teams even in the first and second round who are viable teams. It's not like they're playing some teams who are zero and you know zero and ten or terrible. I mean. They should win. They'll be favored, but I mean, it's not a walkover by any means. Now, There's teams in the region who are much, you know, worse than the teams that are going to play in the playoffs for sure. Now, Caroline Nelson weighs in on Facebook. She says they're at home. It's homecoming, so I, I'm sorry about that. I, I, okay. uh, I didn't have it in front of me. I, I was thinking that their last game was on the road for some reason, but they're at home. And by the way, the home of the Chargers. If you want to listen to the game, is WKBL 12:50 a.m. The WKBL mobile app. All of the action of every single Covington Chargers game can be heard right there. Uh, also, weighing in on Facebook, Brian said Hayes had another big week. I know he's won it several times, but that shouldn't matter. Uh, it's true that Hayes had another big week, and it doesn't matter. Uh, he's won it four times. He's the only person that's ever won it four times. Uh, his stats, his overall stats, and uh, Lomax's overall stats were close, and Lomax edged him out. Basically, uh, we'll only do we'll only do one player per school because and it's not it's not one of those it's not one of those fairness to other schools things. It's fairness to that school because we don't want to pit two players from the same team against each other, and uh, so that's why we only do uh, uh, one player from each school. And basically, Brock edged him out because he had one more touchdown. That's that's how that worked, uh, and that's how he got nominated over. Uh, but yeah. Marcus Hayes has been outstanding all year long. There is no doubt about that. He he has been incredible. Uh, Jerry says that Rube had his vote. Uh, and then uh, going back to politics, a couple of comments that I'll get to in a little bit, talking about the importance of local elections. But I want to stay on the football track right now because, uh, Jeff, Friday night, our game of the week on 93.5 FM is Brighton-Munford. And this game means everything to both teams and so it should be a good first of all i think they're they're fairly equal i think uh 
as far as depth, I, I think Brighton is slightly more talented on the offensive side of the ball than Munford. But if I understand it right, the winner of this game is in the playoffs, so the loser goes home. Yep, it's pretty simple. I mean, there's a lot of complicated playoff scenarios around the state, but this one is very simple. Yeah, the winner is going to be the four seed out of that region and travel to Henry County the following week, and the loser is done. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. It's kind of funny. I talked to Coach Jacobs and Coach Markle uh, yesterday about it, and I think one of them said it's loser leaves town. <laughs> but actually it's, actually, it's a winner leaves town. <laughs> yeah. Loser stays home, winner has the Henry County. So, yeah, you know, it's you know both teams had a really good game last week. I mean, um, you know, Brighton nearly knocked off Southwind and that and was Munford. Yeah, Munford had a good game against Kirby. So I mean, I, you know, I have no idea who's going to win this game. There's no telling. I bet it'll be close. And score yeah, up. winner, winner's going to move on. So. Yeah, score updates coming in on the Brighton Southwind game, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, if they're able to do this, I mean, that's uh But you know, we see big play out of Brighton toward the end of the year. They are a team that gets better from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And yeah, yeah they so, really do. And the funny thing about that Bright, excuse me, the, the, uh, the Southland game was that uh, they um, they had a chance to win it. I mean, there was like some sort of weird thing about the downs and there was a, a flag that was waved off. And, you know, Brighton actually spiked the ball on fourth down when they were in field goal range at the 10-yard line. And because, according to Jacobs, everybody – the officials told them that it was only third down. So it was a weird weird ending, and, you know, so nevertheless, we're still going to come down to Friday night. So we'll, we'll see what happens. It should be a fun game. Yeah, absolutely. And like say, everything's on the line, and that's what makes it great. Uh, it'll be on 93.5 FM, uh, but it'll also be in Munford Stadium. So uh, unless I've got that one wrong, too, but I think it's in Munford. And uh, it is. It is. the uh, – so uh, it, it, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great outcome for one and not a great outcome for the other. But really, I mean, then you gotta go play Henry County. So that's a that's a tall order for either team. I think in this game, if I had to make a prediction, I'm gonna say Brighton, just because I think Brighton edges out Munford on offense. I think Brighton can score. Neither team is strong defensively, but. Brighton can put points on the board. They have a quarterback and receiver combo in uh, 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 Johnson and Newson that will uh, that can absolutely light it up. And so I give Brighton a slight edge in this game. I don't know what you think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I could make a random you, right? prediction, but I just I don't know. You know, it's <laughs> uh, it's a comp- if there were points res in high school football, it would probably be. You know, Munford minus one because they're at home. I mean, you know, there's there's no telling. I don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be fun. Uh, Jessica on Facebook says, as a diehard Charger fan, I do want to speak for Rube Ray. He's a true athlete and heck of a player. I got the chance to go to Fayette. Uh, yeah, he absolutely is. I I, I can't uh, I can't reiterate that enough. The 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 kid is really good. Um, Jeff, what else have we got to look forward to? The Brighton-Munford game is pretty much everything this week. I mean, uh, no, it is. It is. But, Millington, you know, let's not forget about, yeah, I'm sorry, Covington soccer. I'm going to actually, I'm heading to Murfreesboro tomorrow to cover uh, Covington soccer. So I'll, I'll be there. And, you know, I also cover Carrieville because I, I work for that paper also. So I'll be in Murfreesboro right. 
tomorrow covering the Covington and Collierville soccer game. So I was going to bring up the Collierville paper, actually, because uh, okay. I saw the article come out this week, which we've known here at the show and have said for how long have you been the sports editor? Ever since they shut down about the a year. Brownsville about paper, a year. right? Yeah. yeah, about a year. And uh, so, But they just announced it officially. So... Uh, in a story, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you know, it takes us a while to get around and stuff. But yeah, Echo, <laughs> our our editor, the uh, leader, is also the editor there now. So that was sort of the the impetus to that. So Just yeah, we're we're both don't forget where you guys came from. That's all I'm saying. You I'm know. not. Hey, I'm, I'm living <laughs> in Munford. I'm I'm still Tiffin County, so I'm I'm good. Well, no, congratulations to both of you, though. I, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, not more. Well, nobody deserves it more than you guys because you work hard to put out a good local product, and I'm sure the people in Cairoville. Uh, we'll appreciate you as much as we do around here. Well, Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again next week. We'll know who is in the playoffs and who isn't. Uh, we already know Covington. We already know Millington, even though they have a losing record, is going to be in the playoffs and then lose in the first round. So uh, there's some knowns, but the one unknown, Brighton and Mumford, we'll know that next week. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Chad, see you. All right, when I come back here on Adam and Chad Sands Adam, uh, we will be talking. What's next on the thing? Oh, always go for one. That's my motto now. Always go for one. It's the segment that I teased last, but I forgot to tease Jeff Island's segment. And now, always go for one. Maybe Adam not being here is throwing me off. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's called Adam and Chad. <laughs> be right back. US 51 Country 93.5 FM. And the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website, us51country.com, and click on Calendar to post your information. It's the U.S. 51 Country Dollar Saver Guy with good news. Eat out at great restaurants for half price, family fun things to do at half price. It's all at half price online at us51dollarsaver.com. There are still great savings available online. Go get your before they're all gone from us51dollarsaver.com us51 country 93.5 fm hey guys it's luke here this is lee Brad. Brad hey everyone this is keith blake shelton dirk bentley miranda lambert thank y'all for listening and we hope you guys love it as much as we do Thornton's Furniture in Ripley is celebrating the arrival of fall with an October fall festival sale. How about one quarter off? That's right, 25% off on all furniture when paying cash or your outside financing. And Thornton's Furniture in Ripley will give 10% off with in-store financing. Don't miss this October fall festival sale. Thornton's Furniture, Highway 51 in Ripley. What is it, boy? The house is on fire? Oh, you mean the AC is out? And your owners won't call AirServe? So why don't you call? Oh, right. I'm the only one who understands dog language. Too hot in your home for you and the dog? Call AirServe today at 901-622-5050 and start breathing easy tomorrow. 901-622-5050.
Stop into a Toka Tobacco for the largest hometown selection of tobacco products. Walk in or drive through and maybe even try a premium cigar from our selection of over 30 styles. While you're here, grab a candy bar or a cold drink. Pepper, the store rat terrier, will greet you every time you visit. We're open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., close Sundays and major holidays. At Atoka Tobacco, 382 Atoka McLaughlin Drive in Atoka. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. I'm not trying to make you nervous, but this is the Sports Jock and Chad. All right, welcome back. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5 FM, the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live. Dynamite Chad here with you. Dawn says on Facebook, don't y'all love football season? Of course. Of course we do. Dana says hello. Hello, Dana. Glad all of you guys are joining us. Back to uh, when we were talking about Trump being in town, Eric Trump, that is, and all of that. Uh, had a couple of comments come in on Facebook. Uh, Cody says, local elections are very important. Touch your life every day. That's true. Local elections, I think, I think that's the neglected thing in elections. And I'm not going to get too far off on a political thing here. That's the thing in uh, politics that gets lost on people is they put so much into the national elections because of media coverage that they don't put a lot into local elections and the local elections are actually what affect you more. Uh, that's the people that raise your individual property tax and things like that. And they can do things a lot easier to affect your life more heavily than people at a federal level can. Uh, so I've always thought that local elections don't get the attention they should. And then, Federal elections get uh, too much attention, in my opinion. Uh, Jerry uh, says, if you have time to stand in line for a Powerball ticket, you can certainly stand in line to vote. Well, Jerry, nobody's ever offered me a chance at $1.6 billion to vote. That's all I can say for that. I actually, I don't know. Do they have lines? Hey, uh, Gary says hello, by the way. Hello, Gary. Uh, do they have lines for Powerball tickets now? I mean, I guess they do probably in certain areas with uh, – the Mega Millions, rather. The Mega Millions being up tonight is like $1.6 billion, uh, which, like, the cash option, I think, is $900 million, and then you'll carry home, like, 400 of that after taxes. So uh, that'll make you want to vote right there. That'll make you want to vote. When you consider that you can win a jackpot that is called $1.6 billion. Now, I know $400 million is a lot of money, okay? I get that because people are going to say, oh, $400 million, that's still a lot of money. I know that. But when you have $1.6 billion on a piece of paper in front of you and then your bank account's only going to say 400 and something million, I mean, the fact that the government gets that big a cut, that, that'll, that should get you to the polls more than anything right there, I think, anyway. Going for one, that's my new motto. I'm going to shift topics now. Uh, my new motto is always go for one. You see teams going for two and getting their hearts broken time and time and time again. So we saw it this weekend. We saw it twice. We saw it on Monday Night Football last night. That was more. That was an odd thing. I want to talk first about the Tennessee game. So Tennessee's taking on the Chargers. Tennessee played toe-to-toe with the Chargers, who are a better team. Everybody knows that the Chargers are better than the Titans. But they go toe-to-toe with them in London. It comes down. They score. 
they can kick an extra point and tie it up and most likely take it to overtime if the defense can hold I, I do know there you know there's a little time left on the clock there so there there's some concern about that uh but you still I mean either way there's going to be time left on the clock but you could tie the game right there and then hopefully get a stop and carry it to overtime they decide not to do that Mike Vrabel he's a risk he's a bit of a risk taker in year 1 as a coach I don't really have a, much of a problem but Mike Vrabel decides that he wants to go for two. They go for two, they don't get it. But, hold on, there's a holding penalty. You have another opportunity, Mike Vrabel. I'm not saying run him out of town or anything like that, but he had another opportunity here to say, you know what, the two really wasn't there like we wanted. Let's go ahead and kick the extra point. Let's go ahead and tie this game. He didn't do it. He left the offense out again. Now they know what you're doing. You basically run a terrible play for that situation. You run almost the same thing. And it, it uh, your formation and everything, I mean, you're not showing them anything different. You're not doing anything to fool them. And so you you end up losing the game by one point. I thought that cost them the game because I thought at that point the Titans had momentum on their side. And now let's go back to Covington South Gibson. And so when South Gibson was playing against Covington and they get down and they have a chance to tie the game by kicking an extra point. And I think in high school it's a little different because you can't always trust your kicker in high school to make the extra point. In the NFL other than Justin Tucker this one time, let me give you an example, though. I'll use Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker missed an extra point yesterday. They lost by one. Not yesterday, Sunday. They lose by one point. That is the first in 223 extra point attempts that Justin Tucker has missed. That's how reliable NFL kickers are at the extra point. Even though they moved it back to the 15, it's still a very reliable point. South Gibson at Covington, it's not as reliable, so I kind of get that. Because you're in high school, you can't necessarily count on the kicker to make it. At the same time, they have all the momentum on their side. I don't know why they don't. Now, hey, Covington's the home team here. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, I got no interest in South Gibson because we got no listeners in South Gibson. So I'm glad Covington wins the game. But if I'm the coach at South Gibson, then, man, I take the point. I go for one. I tied this game up because I just got all the momentum. I just stormed back and got this score. I take momentum into overtime. Momentum is huge in football. And I think the same thing with the Titans. I think momentum was on their side. They kicked the point. They get to overtime. I think the Titans win that game. But they decided not to. We've seen this come back to bite people again and again. Your odds, the numbers were done a couple of years ago. And from, I believe it was 2001 to 2015, 49% success rate on a two-point conversion, 94% success rate on an extra point. Now, granted, most of that time, the extra point was not kicked from the 15. It was uh, kicked from like the uh, nine or something. I, but uh, the uh, the extra point got a lot further away. 
I do understand that. But they still, you're talking about double the chance of success on kicking the extra point. Now, the point of the article I was reading that gave me these statistics was that you should go for two more often because it evens out in the end. Uh, because if you go for two twice, you only get it once, you get two points. You go for the extra point twice, you get two points. It's the same thing. And so in the, it's really no difference one way or the other. But it is when you're in an end-game situation. Yeah, the Packers. Jerry says the Packers will argue with you on the extra point being automatic. That's true. Uh, Packers and Vikings. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so Mason Crosby had some trouble. Uh, but, uh, you know, typically it's reliable. And Jerry says only go for two if you're down by two, less than two minutes to go. I think that uh, – I think if you're down by two, that's when you go for two. Yesterday in the New York Giants game, the Giants go down and they're just pulling within one score. And so if they kick the extra point, then it's a seven-point game. For some reason, who knows, they decide to go for, instead of kicking the extra point and making it a seven-point game, they decide to go for two, miss it, and then it's an eight-point game. Now they have to have two. To me, you put yourself in a bad situation because, one, you get it, you get down there, and to me it's inexplicable why Pat Shermer decided to go for two at that moment. Because you kick the extra point, you're, t- you're down by seven. If you get an onside kick or get a stop, get the ball back, get down there, now you don't have to have an, a two-point conversion. By missing the two-point conversion, now even if they got the opportunity again, which they did, they have to have the two-point conversion to tie. And so now you have to have a 49% chance at tying the game instead of having a 94% chance at tying the game. Why would you put yourself in that position? I don't understand that. Because now it's win or lose completely. I don't understand Pat Shermer's call on that at all last night. And I think Mike Vrabel, while I understand what he was trying to do. And, you know, if you think your defense might be gassed or something, I kind of get it. But I still think it's always in your best interest to not go for the win and go for the tie in those situations because you're talking about where the controversy always comes up is a late-game situation where you score a touchdown and you're down by one. And teams choose to go for two in the win rather than one in the tie. And a lot of people say, well, you don't play for ties. You get overtime. And if you just march down the field with next to no time left on the clock and scored a touchdown, momentum is on your side going into overtime. The game favors you going into overtime. Let's go back to Kansas versus Memphis in the 2008 College Basketball National Championship. Memphis is up by, I can't remember how many, late in the game. Mario Chalmers comes down. Eventually, they're only up by three. Mario Chalmers comes down at the last second and hits a three. They go to overtime. In overtime, Kansas owned Memphis. All the momentum was on the Kansas side. And that's what happens when you score and tie it up at the last second. Momentum is on your side. So kick the extra point. That's, that's my point. And my, my motto is always, 
always go for one. Only go for two if you're down two. Don't go for the win in regulation if you can get the tie and try to win in overtime if you're the one that has all the momentum and just marched down and scored. You may get the ball first in overtime. You know, I mean, it's everything is a at least a toss-up at that point, but momentum is on your side. So that's that's my two cents on that. I think you always go for one. That's my new motto. Always go for one. We'll take a break here. I'll give you the halftime score update after the station ID and uh, let you know if the World Series has started yet. I don't think it has, but I actually haven't looked, so I'll let you know. It's Adam and Chad, U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM, the U.S. 51 Country mobile app. to Garland. It's U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. WKBQ, Covington. You're listening to Adam and Chad. The deuce has come over me. On U.S. 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Time for the halftime score update. The World Series has not gotten underway yet. 7.09, the scheduled start time for the game. NBA, though, going on right now, at least one game. 76ers and Pistons are playing each other right now. The Sixers lead the Pistons 53-46 in the second, and it's regular season now in uh, the NBA. So, actually meaningful games. In the NHL, Panthers lead the Rangers 1-0 at the end of the first period. Bruins lead the Senators 1-0, 8-43 to go in the first period there. Predators and Sharks about to hit the ice there. Also got the Ducks and the Blackhawks and the Penguins and the Oilers, the English League Championship if you're into Federation football. Norwich City beat Aston Villa, but I know most of you don't care about that. If you care about anything, you care about the UFA Champions League, which I also have scores on, by the way, if you care. Bayern Munich beat AEK Athens 2-0. Juventus beat Manchester United 1-0. Manchester City beat Shakhtar 3-0. Real Madrid beat Victoria Pison 2 I guess that's how you say it. 2-1. I know Real Madrid. I don't know that other one. <laughs> Be right back. Adam and Chad. U.S. 51 Country invites you to the third annual Scare on the Square event taking place Saturday beginning at 4.30 p.m. Plan to bring your kids out to be a part of this community-wide free trick-or-treating event around Covington's historic Court Square. While you're making your rounds, be sure to check out all the Square Crows. The third annual Scare on the Square event brought to you by U.S. 51 Country and made possible by Fast Pay Urgent Care, Charms, Patina, Bayou Bells Boutique, Buff City Something special, Lydia's, Old Town Hall, McGowan Stid Insurance, and Catherine's Flowers. You're listening to Adam and Chad. We're back, baby! 
on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM. Back on Adam and Chad, Dynamite Chad in here with you all evening long. World Series about to get underway. Keep you updated from that as it comes in. But right now, got a Player of the Week winner. Voting is closed in the Hat Ads Player of the Week poll. Thanks to everybody for voting in that. Uh, and thanks to Hat Ads for sponsoring the Player of the Week award each and every week of the high school football season. Uh, they do a great job. They are the last great department store in America. Go down to Hat Ads Department Store. You know what's cool about it is uh, you can get in the same place. And, and there's not many other places left like this on the planet. You can get a snapper mower. A refrigerator, uh, refrigerator freezer, a couch, and a tux for prom. All in the same place. At Haddad's Department Store in downtown Mumford. I thought I had a phone call to pick up there, but I guess not. By the way, the number is 901-475-9355. 901-475-9355 if you want to call into the show. Without further ado, the winner of the Haddad's Player of the Week Award this week, Mac Fullen, the running back from Tipton Rosemark Academy with the school record-setting touchdowns this week. 16 carries, 94 yards, two touchdowns, numbers 50 and 51 for him on his career, and he has uh, one catch for five yards. He is the winner of the Head Ads Player of the Week, so congratulations to Mac Fullen. I'll be out there uh, probably Thursday to present the award, and that will be uh, that will be live on our Facebook page as well. Uh, we present that award live, so make sure you stay tuned to our Facebook page for that. Facebook.com slash Adam Chad Sports. The Player of the Year semifinalists list. Gary says Mac rocks. Yes, he does. <clears throat> and uh, uh, Cody says, unless you spend all your energy playing catch-up. That, that, I guess that's uh, that is... Uh, well, so what Cody's talking about is in the last segment I was saying you got all the momentum when you get down and tie the and, and have a chance to tie the game. So why go for the win right there? Some people would say, well, you go for the win because you have the momentum right then. Uh, and I think that's kind of what Cody's saying is that what if you've given everything you've got just to get down there and score? And so all you've got in you is the one two point play. I guess that's a coach's decision at the time. I understand that, but I still think the odds tell you. In those situations, the percentages tell you to kick the point, man. Just take the points and go into overtime. Uh, you know, I, I with all this now, I look. They got analytics. Right, Dawn says, "Way to go, Mac." Uh, they're uh, with all the analytics that they have, and they've got those Surface tablets that Microsoft makes them put on screen on the sideline. They all have to use the Surface tablets, uh, and uh, so I'm sure they're figuring out percentages and stuff. I just don't know if they're going with the highest percentage option. To me, you go for one. That's what I think. We've narrowed down the semifinalists to nine. I believe it's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And uh, nine semifinalists for the Player of the Year Award. As we go into the last week, we will let you know the finalists. And it will be down to three or four finalists next week. We will not name until everybody is just like last year. We won't name the winner of the player of the year award until all games are complete and all area teams out of 11 are local teams. We have 11 local area teams here. And when all 11 are done playing, 
uh, through the playoffs and everything. Then we will name our uh, player of the year. We'll narrow it down to three or four finalists next week. Right now, we've got it down to nine semifinalists. Those are Marcus Hayes, the outstanding running back at Covington. Rube Ray, the quarterback at Fayette Academy. We talked about him earlier. Mac Fullen, the running back at Tipton Rosemark, who just won player of the week this week. Kenneth Walker, the third outstanding wide receiver at Arlington. Keontae Newsom, the wide receiver at Brighton, also a standout player. Brock Lomax, the quarterback at Covington, who's shown so much improvement year over year and has the composure of a college quarterback at, uh, you know, at a, as a, he had it as a freshman in high school. His composure is what impresses me the most about him. Nick Johnson, quarterback at Brighton, gunslinger. This guy is good. Jashawn Adele, quarterback at Mumford, dual threat for real. This guy is for a real, a dual threat. He can hurt you two ways. DeAndreas Hines, the running back at Haywood, stand out running back. I know we don't talk a lot about Haywood on here. Uh, and, uh, of course, the Haywood, uh, we've had the coach on before, uh, Steve Hookfin, uh, and, you know, they've got an incredible program up there. They've got a state championship level type program up there. It's not been as good the last couple of years, but uh, this guy, DeAndre Hines, uh, definitely a great player to watch. Those nine people are the semifinalists for the Haddad's Player of the Year Award. Once again, thanks to Haddad's for sponsoring that award for us here on Adam and Chad and at US 51 Country. Once again, you can comment in the Facebook Live comment feed if you want to weigh in on any of the topics we're talking about here on the show. Call 901-475-9355 also, or you can hit us on Twitter at Adam Chad Sports. Show's brought to you by Muddy Waters Shirt Company. Muddy Waters is located right next to the original Fast Times. They're on Highway 14 at Atoka, Idaho, that corner right there. Muddy Waters Shirt Company is right there, and it is 901-305-0105 is the number you can call them. They can do... Oh, pretty much anything. There's a, a shirt behind my head here that you can kind of see in the camera shot that they made. It's the official Adam and Chad shirt for this year. They made that, and uh, they make all of our swag here. Basically, everything we get comes from uh, Muddy Waters Shirt Company. You may have used to know them as Screen Scene. They are now Muddy Waters Shirt Company. They have a lot of cool Muddy Waters branded stuff as well. But if you've got like a small business, you need a small order, you don't want to go to one of these custom four T-shirts and a hat online.coms. You don't want that. First of all, the stuff's going to wash off in a few days. The T-shirts are going to be cheap. And you're going to be limited in your selection. And you're going to have to kind of guess what it'll look like. With Muddy Water Shirt Company, you can go in. You can actually work with a graphic artist to get exactly what you want on your shirts, your hats, whatever it is for your small business. And there's not like some minimum order of a thousand. If you've got five employees that need two shirts each, so you need 10 shirts total for your business, and that's all you need, that's just fine with Muddy Waters. All you got to do is give them a call, 901-305-0105. You can also email them, muddywaterssshirtco at gmail.com, muddywatershirtco at gmail.com. Thanks to them for sponsoring Adam and Chad as well. In, <clears throat> excuse me, talking back about the uh, extra point situation with New York. So I brought this up, Pat Shermer. Why did he go for it? 
Why did he go for two in the situation that he went for two? Well, apparently he weighed in. Here's what he had to say. You, you, you increase your chances by 50% if you go for it and make it there. So that's, that's what you do. Because then if we score a touchdown, we just kick the extra point and win. And I felt good about the two-point play. You guys saw that I think we got the ball in there, right? And we just didn't connect on it. So. And, I, and, and again, I think it's an aggressive approach. Well, one, let me say this. So the second time they came in, they had to score a, a two-point conversion that they got. They, uh, of course, they're down by another field goal at this point, but they get that two-point conversion. They do it by running Saquon Barkley, who is far and away the best player on your team. I mean, maybe Odell Beckham, but uh, it, you put it in Saquon Barkley's hands and you see what happens. That's what they should have done the first time if they were going to go for it. I don't necessarily buy into you increase your chances by 50% there. Yeah, you increase your chances of winning the game. If you make it, you increase it by 50%. If you miss it, you basically brought your chances of winning the game down to about like 3% or something. So I'm not sure that I buy into this, uh, into his breakdown of the numbers. Eli Manning weighed in on it as well. I don't feel like we're a 1-16. It's, it's Sorry, this is Odell is, Beckham. That's not the feeling in the locker room. That's not the feeling when you go out on the field. Um, it's just not the feeling. It's reality, but it's, that's not the way it feels. Odell, that's Odell saying he didn't feel like it's a 1-6 team. I got news for you, buddy. You are a 1-6 team. And what I'm hoping is that because the Giants are going to have to go into a rebuild and they're going to have to bring in another quarterback. We all know it. They're going to have to bring in a young quarterback. They're not going to want an overwhelming personality like Odell Beckham Jr. in there while they're trying to groom a quarterback because an uh, outspoken receiver like that can absolutely drown a new quarterback. And I think, though, he'd be a great fit. Amari Cooper already went to Dallas this week. Great pickup by Dallas. It would have been a great pickup by the Titans. The Titans need a key receiver. Marcus Mariota may not be the long-term answer, but he's who you got right now. And if you think there's any shot at him getting you to the playoffs this time, then you bring in an Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's going to cost you a first-round pick, and you're going to have to pay Odell Beckham a lot of money. But if Marcus Mariota doesn't work out, you're back in the draft pool anyway. For a, And I know what I just said about young quarterbacks, but you're not certain you're there yet for Tennessee. You still think you can compete this year. And Marcus Mariota, you're not going to have to pay – you're not going to have to pay him Carson Wentz money at the end of the year. So you can afford Odell Beckham Jr. So I think if you're the Titans and Amari Cooper has already left and go, uh, left the Raiders and gone uh, to Dallas, I think you go to the Giants and offer for Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, that's what I would like to see happen. But now here's Eli Manning talking about the two-point conversion. A great college player at Alabama, a high pick, and a that productive not... player in the National Football League. He, he's had good seasons early on in his career. Uh, we feel like he's a very physically talented guy. Know, big, he's fast. How does this happen to me he's every quick and explosive. Time. Uh, he has playmaking abilities, a good route runner. 24 years old. feel like he has a lot of physical ability that can help us, and he's absolutely the right kind of guy to want to bring to our football team. How does this happen to me on every show? The audio messes up at least once. It's not the clip. It, it's it's almost never the clip I'm introducing. And I don't know who I'm yelling at because I'm the only one sitting here tonight. But how does this keep happening? I never get the right – you don't understand how frustrating it is 
when you intro clips, and it's almost like a joke on the show now that the clip is never going to be the right clip. It bothers me. Okay, Jason Garrett is who that was, Cowboys uh, lackluster coach talking about the acquisition of Amari Cooper, and we'll just forget Eli Manning. He doesn't matter anyway. Um, but Jason Garrett was talking about getting Amari Cooper there uh, and what he brings to their team. Jason Garrett does not need to be the Cowboys coach after the end of this year. I don't. I think it's over. The experiment's over, Jerry. I don't know if Jerry likes him because he can run over him or because he's quiet or what, but you're not going deep places. You're not going deep in the playoffs with Jason Garrett. You're just not. Now, hey, maybe they proved me wrong with Amari Cooper. I doubt it. I think Dak Prescott could be better if he had a better coach. I think he's shown flashes of that, but I think Jason Garrett is way too passive of a coach to be coaching the most recognizable brand in American football. And so I think it's time for them to move off Jason Garrett. Maybe not until the end of the year. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe fire up his Dallas team a little bit. Just let somebody be interim for the rest of the year. I don't know what, I you know, I don't know what they got on staff that can do it. But let's, I mean, you know, Jason Garrett's not getting it done, man. And there's a rumor that he's going to get an extension. I hope that's not true for Cowboys fans' sake. And I'm not a Cowboys fan at all. Cowboys actually irritate me because they put them on here instead of the Titans sometimes. It's very irritating to me. So in some ways, I root for the Cowboys to go in the tank. But... It, it just from a sports analyst point of view, man, you got to get rid of Garrett. He's not doing anything for you at the Cowboys. Get rid of him. Jerry says it's the most outlandish brand, not necessarily the uh, biggest brand. They're they're the most recognizable brand in in the NFL. Um, you know, I it, it's it's a moniker that Jerry Jones gave them. I think America's team, but uh, it really is proven to be true. Over and over, they just transcend their local market better than most teams do. I mean, think about, there are very few teams who can be as bad as they've been since the last time they were good, which was the 90s. Now, they, they've been good the last couple of years, but their heyday was like in the 90s. There's very few teams that could keep your attention and keep being relevant. There's Notre Dame has been able to do that. Notre Dame won a championship in 1998. They spent 15 years being irrelevant, but were still talked about like they were one of the top programs in the country. Now they've gotten back there, but very few brands can do that. The Cubs were terrible for 100 years, and yet somehow were still one of the most popular teams in Major League Baseball outside of the Yankees. You can understand it with the Yankees. The Yankees, about every five to seven years, are going to win a World Series. But the Dallas Cowboys, it's just their owner, man, and their marketing. I mean, they've, they've been able to make it stay relevant even when they weren't any good. It, it's, it, it's almost mind-boggling at times, but they have been able to do it there. <laughs> Jerry said Tennessee also last won in 98. Um <laughs> <laughs> they uh they did indeed they did indeed win that uh national title 
1990. Well, it was 1998. Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, 1998 when they won the national title with T. Martin as the quarterback, who I guess is still at USC. I don't know. Maybe California Dave can weigh in on that. I guess T. Martin is still at USC. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of the NFL, Denver Broncos quarterback Chad Kelly, you may remember him from being at Ole Miss. He was kicked off the Clemson team, went to Ole Miss. He's Jim Kelly's uh, nephew. Went to Ole Miss, then he got drafted by the Broncos. He beat out Paxton Lynch for the job. Apparently, he got wasted uh, last night, early this morning, and was caught standing out somebody. uh, First of all, somebody called the cops on him because he was standing outside their house. By the time the cops were on the way, the people called back again and said, now he's in the house. And they chased him out. A guy hit him with what's in the story called a vacuum tube. I, I assume that means like a attachment from a vacuum cleaner. Said he hit him with that and chased him out of the house. He apparently went down the street in his car and kind of just went to sleep or something in his car. I still don't know if he knew where he was or what, but it said he had been attending, uh, he had come from, a Halloween party at Von Miller's house. So my question on this is, does Von Miller have a calendar? It's not Halloween. It's not, to me, that's a week and a half ahead of Halloween. What is it? No, what, uh, what's today? The 23rd, yesterday was 22nd. So a week and two, three days ahead of Halloween. Why are you having, that's too early to have a Halloween party. I understand why it's on Tuesday night. You play in the NFL. I get that, right? What I don't understand is why is it so early? I mean, so much before Halloween. I don't know. It's way too early to be having a Halloween party. But apparently, yeah, he was mumbling. Uh, It says he came in and sat down on the couch. This is according to court records. He came into the home, sat down on the couch next to the woman who was holding the couple's young child and was mumbling incoherently. The man hit him in the back with a vacuum tube. Police surveillance video showed a man wearing dark pants, a white long sleeve shirt, and a brown vest and a red scarf around his neck entering the front door. John Elway said we are very disappointed in Chad. When the team has a get-together, that's always a good thing. In the camaraderie that goes along with being a team, one person put a dent in it. We're going to look into this. The charges are very, very serious. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else can you say? Remember when the uh, sports talk guy, Ryan Rosillo, wandered into the wrong apartment? This is what that reminds me of. I think this is what's going to end up being as a case of he thought he was at his house. Now, how do you get that wasted? During the season, I, I mean, how can you tell on a Tuesday night? I know they're practicing today, aren't they? How do you get that wasted? That's incredible to me that you're that wasted that you go to a house and don't even realize it's not your own house. Jerry says he knows people that are already drinking for St. Patrick's Day. So <laughs> I guess there's that. <laughs> there are those who do that type of thing, I suppose. But uh, it just seems... It all seems a little early to me, and then it seems like, how do you get that wasted? I'm going to bet that it's not alcohol alone. Here's what I'm going to bet, at least is said publicly, whether or not this is true, I don't know, but this is what's going to be said, is that he's taking prescription medication 
already for something. And then he drank at Von Miller's party. And the combination of the two is what caused him to not know where he was and go into these people's house. How much do you want to bet? Mark it down that Chad said this at 725 tonight. Uh, that I, I bet you they're going to say it's a combination of alcohol and prescription drugs. I, I'm I'm putting my money on that right now, and we'll see how that turns out. Speaking of putting your money on stuff, I'll be back in just a little bit with my picks uh, for this week's college football pick em. But first, I'll talk a little bit of NBA and college hoops. That's coming up next on Adam and Chad right here on US 51 Country, 93.5 FM in the US 51 Country mobile app. U.S. 51 Country Community Calendar. If your church, civic group, or nonprofit organization has an event coming up or important information that you would like to share on the community calendar, we'd love to hear from you. Send the details to Public Service Director in care of U.S. 51 Country, 101 WKBL Drive, Covington, Tennessee, 38019, or visit the website, us51country.com, and click on Calendar to post your information. We wanted a show that crossed Sports Center with Jimmy Fallon with West Tennessee. Pretty cool, right? Then we blew our budget on tacos and ended up going with Adam and Chad. Welcome back, Adam and Chad, US 51 Country 93.5. If in the US 51 Country mobile app, Facebook Live, where you can weigh in. Jerry weighing in said he had a good week in Pick'em. You can get on there as well. Weigh in on whatever you would like to weigh in on. Going to get to a little bit of NBA first. Uh, just kind of breeze through it real quick. But the Grizzlies able to pick up a win the other night, uh, or last night rather, and uh, <clears throat> it was there was an exciting play there at the end. I'll get to that in just a minute. But I think one of the more surprising things was uh, Toronto being able to beat Boston. Uh, everybody thought, you know, Kyrie back. Boston's going to run the East this year. Uh, and Brad Stevens says they're not as good as they think they are. We've got to get better. We've got a lot of room to work. Um, you know, I've said from day one we're not as good as everybody thinks we are. So, um, you know, I think that that's, that's just another reminder how much we have to work. 
Well, and uh, Brad Stevens, of course, outstanding job with the Celtics. Look, it's the beginning of the season. They'll be fine. I, I'm telling you right now, they'll be fine. If Kyrie stays healthy, uh, I, I think the Celtics are still going to do great things this year. I also think the Sixers are bound for great things this year. Uh, in the East, I think it'll come down to the Sixers and the Celtics. I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto, <clears throat> with uh, Kawhi Leonard, as I lose my voice here. Excuse me for one moment. There we go. Uh, had to get a little water there. But uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I think uh, with the Kawhi Leonard deal, Toronto is going to be in the mix as well. In the East, uh, I think we may start to see things even out now because the East has been all about LeBron James and everybody else. I think now with LeBron James going to the West, where he is not going to be able to run over every team he plays against because they can be competitive – and the East improving and him leaving, I think you're going to see the East be more competitive this year within its own division. But I also think you're going to see it get a little better over the course of the year, uh, even though they lost LeBron James, which I know was a big deal. Back to the Grizzlies game. Uh, Mike Conley put in a floater in the fourth quarter that was pretty exciting. Conley working on Crowder in the lane, running right-handed. Floater is good. The conductor, Mike Conley, creating space, getting the bucket. And with two minutes left, the Grizzlies lead by 11. That's Eric Hastine with the call on WMFS. And uh, the Grizzlies able to pick up that win last night. Uh, I'm So far... I haven't been. Last night was good play. Gasol played well. Conley played well. I haven't watched a ton of Grizzlies because I just can't get into basketball this early. It's an 82-game season, and it's just like with baseball. I just can't get into it super early because the games don't have a lot of impact. I will say that they need to start playing a little better. They need to come together a little better, uh, and we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'm not wild about uh J.B. Bickerstaff keeping the job. It's nothing against him personally, but I thought they could have done better as, with a coach. Uh, but we'll just have to see how this season goes with them. Another team with a new coach in Memphis, the Tigers. Tigers got Penny Hardaway. Memphis legend, the coach. And I know we've talked about it on the show. We haven't talked a lot about it on the show because I feel like, one, it's been overdone by everybody else in this business. Now, and I, I do know that a lot of people that listen to this show don't necessarily listen to the other sports talkers, but uh, the local media here went so insane over it before a game was ever played that it really blew my mind. But here's what I know is that a lot of people in my business were talking about how great he was doing at recruiting. I mean, every time that Penny, from the moment he got the job, the pressure on him, first of all, has got to feel incredible because, and not in a bad way, because everything he does is being praised like he's headed toward a national championship. I didn't agree with the firing of Tubby, but I didn't disagree with the hiring of Penny once that decision was made. I just don't think that Penny is like the come in and win a championship this year coach. I don't know that any coach can do that. Uh, but every trip, you would think from the people in this business, every time Penny Hardaway made a visit into a kid's living room, that it was the best thing that ever happened to Tiger basketball. 
And every signing was another sign of multiple national titles. Preseason rankings have come out from about every outlet that offers them. Ken Palm has them in the hundreds. They're not preseason ranked by anybody in the top 25 or even close. Most people think they're fourth to seventh best in the conference. Why? All I heard about for the last three months is how great this recruiting class is. This recruiting class, not the next one, not the people that might sign next time. The people that came because Penny was coach. And the people that Penny has been able to, and the ability that he's going to have, like I tried to say, he's never coached a game in college. I'm not against Penny's success. I root for it. But I'm a realist. I think he needs more than a year. I don't think we should expect to be winning national titles or even make the tournament in year one. There's a learning curve that's got to happen for Penny, being a college coach. He's never been a college coach before. It's different than high school. There's a learning curve that's going to have to happen, and uh, it's just natural. There's nothing wrong with that, but he needs to be allowed to have that learning curve. We gave it to Josh Pastner for seven years. We need to give it to Penny for a year. I'm fired up that a Tiger legend is the coach, but I'm tentative about how soon success will come because then I just don't think that he's just going to jump in and jump in the tournament and go to a Sweet 16 this year. I don't see it happening. Now, this, uh, uh, now these kids that he brought in, though, and all I've been hearing from, like I said, the other talking heads in this business locally, not nationally. Nationally, people seem to not even care that much. Uh, but that, that speaks to the irrelevancy to which the program had fallen into, which I understand is a big part of why they got rid of Tubby Smith. But the local media has acted like the kids coming in are the just the greatest thing ever and that Penny's done the best recruiting job anybody's ever done in Memphis basketball history. And I say, then why are they, why are they not thought of as a top 25 team? And you say, well, because they're young. All those people just got here. Calipari can get a team full of freshmen ranked preseason. If they're that good, they would be expected to be good on the season. They're not even expected to win the conference. Now, why do I say this? Listen, I'm a diehard Tigers fan. I'm not coming down on the Tigers right now. I'm trying to get the fans back into reality so we don't have a situation where one, one year we come in and you, uh, uh, Jerry says to a kid, that would be like Garth Brooks signing you to a record contract. Uh, talking about uh, uh, Penny uh, going uh, going from high school to college, coaching from high school to college. Um, look, there's a learning curve associated with it. Like I said, I'm trying to bring fans back into reality because what I don't want to see for the program, because it's my team and I care about it, is I don't want to see a situation where everybody's fired up this year, season tickets, selling out the place, 18,000 people every single game, and we're all loving it. And then we have a losing record, or we go about 500. We don't make postseason. And then people start to 
you know, by the time you lose to some people that you don't want to lose to, that's when the chatter will start. Now, they go into this early tournament. If they lose to Villanova, nobody's going to care. Villanova's the defending champions. But if they start losing to teams you've never heard of, if they struggle against Christian Brothers or LeMoyne Owen in exhibition, then that'll add up. Now, there's going to be a grace period, but I don't want people by the end of the year to start talking about, well, maybe Penny's overwhelmed. Maybe Penny doesn't know what he's doing, blah, 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 blah. I want you to bring your expectations down for a couple of years. Let Penny get his feet wet. Let him get some players in there and get a system put in that he wants to run and then judge him. My same argument with Tubby Smith applies to Penny. You need three or four years. And you need to show improvement. To me, Tubby was showing improvement. Don't judge Penny's coaching ability off of his first year. And don't let attendance spike for one year because everybody's excited about Penny and then fall back off a cliff because they don't do well in the first year. Give it time. I would rather have a program that is steady, and I think we had that. I'm hoping that the Penny era brings that back because I think Memphis had that up until Josh Pastner was allowed to continue mediocrity for so long. Now, I was a big Josh Pastner fan. Don't get me wrong, as a person. I liked him as a person. After year four, I think it was clear that he didn't fit, and keeping on giving him time after that was a mistake. And I think the biggest reason they fired Tubby, I didn't agree with it, but it's I didn't agree with the fans' perspective on it. I didn't necessarily disagree with the university, though, because fan apathy had dropped to an all-time low. I mean, the fans were just completely indifferent to the program. And it had never been like that. When I was a kid, we went to a couple of Sweet 16s, but the place was never empty. And typically, we were filling it up, even before John Calipari. Back when we had Larry Finch, his last few years weren't great. I don't remember the place being empty. And so what I'm saying is I don't want to put us in a position. I don't want the school to get in a position. That's why I want fans to temper their expectations and also don't buy into this hype from some people in the media. Let me see how I can put this without actually starting a a feud with somebody. Don't pay attention to some of the people in the media who tell you every move made is golden because they are doing things for their own recognition and to ingratiate themselves to celebrities. They're, they're not, they may be giving you their real opinion. I don't know. They're blinded by their desire to be liked by certain people. And so they're telling you things and getting you hyped up about this kid out of this school or this kid, this recruit that's coming in when they have no idea, no more than anybody else does. And if anybody knows who's going to do what, the person that gets the closest is Ken Pomeroy, okay? And he thinks they're like 103rd. So just temper your expectations for the year. Enjoy that Penny Hardaway is your coach, the living legend of Memphis, the best player that's ever played at the University of Memphis, just above probably Larry Finch. 
Maybe Larry Finch was better because he went to a championship. I don't know. You could argue that. But enjoy it. Enjoy that Penny Hardaway is the coach and know that his name is going to help in recruiting down the road, but also know it's going to take a couple of years to get good. That's all I'm asking out of Memphis fans. Just know it's going to take a couple of years to know what kind of coach Penny Hardaway is going to be. I think after, I think year four is the test for Penny Hardaway. In year four, if you don't make the tournament, now you got to start wondering about him. Not before then. I think if you don't make the tournament in the next three years, I think you're still fine. I think year four is when Penny should be expected just to make the tournament and then improve from there. You want to end up being a perennial tournament team, you can't expect to do much past uh, the first round win each time. Even Duke doesn't always win in the first round. But temper your expectations a little bit from a lot of the hype you hear from people about how good some of these recruits are. A lot of them are local recruits. And listen, Pastner had an all-Memphis team once. It didn't do much. And that it's you've never seen a team that all the kids came from the same city win a title. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, you know, just temper those expectations just a little bit. That's, that's all I ask out of the fans. When I come back, going to do uh, college pick em. Jerry, pretty well in the pick em last week. I actually didn't even look at mine. I did. I'm, I know I did bad. I did really, really bad on my picks on the show and my picks outside the show. I'll try to do better by you this week. That's coming up next. Adam and Chad, US 51 Country, 93.5 FM and the US 51 Country mobile app. Being treated like family is one of the best ways to show someone you care, and that's a top priority at Munford Pharmacy. At Munford Pharmacy, we keep it simple. We're here for you. We offer expert, up-to-date advice and healthcare knowledge with personalized care and free delivery. Visit us today at Munford Pharmacy on Doctors Drive in Munford, or give us a call at 901-840-1998. Munford Pharmacy, your hometown pharmacy with free delivery. City of Munford is a proud supporter of Munford High School, home of the best band, great students, athletes, teachers, administrators, and volunteers. They are the leaders of tomorrow, and they are what makes Munford my kind of town. Are you suffering from allergies? Then you need to stop by Bradford Family Pharmacy where they have a full line of over-the-counter allergy care products. They're locally owned and can give you all the convenience of a chain pharmacy along with personal service. They have a drive through free local delivery, text alerts, and a mobile app to refill your prescriptions too. Most insurance plans are accepted and transferring pharmacies is easy. Give Bradford Family Pharmacy a shot at earning your business. Call them at 475-6300 or stop by 1500 Highway 51 South in Covington. 
Stop into a token tobacco for the largest hometown selection of tobacco products. Walk in or drive through and maybe even try a premium cigar from our selection of over 30 styles. While you're here, grab a candy bar or a cold drink. Pepper, the store rat terrier, will greet you every time you visit. We're open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., close Sundays and major holidays. At Atoka Tobacco, 382 Atoka McLaughlin Drive in Atoka. Borden's Furniture in Ripley is celebrating the arrival of fall with an October fall festival sale. How about one quarter off? That's right, 25% off on all furniture when paying cash or your outside financing. And Thornton's Furniture in Ripley will give 10% off with in-store financing. Don't miss this October fall festival sale. Thornton's Furniture, Highway 51 in Ripley. Are you looking for the perfect gift to show how much you care about your loved one? Or perhaps you would like to find that unique heirloom that could be passed on from generation to generation. No matter what you are looking for, you will find it at John Brassville Jewelers. Our store is committed to bringing you the best that our talent and experience have to offer while providing an unparalleled selection of the most breathtaking jewelry available. Find us, John Brassville Jewelers, at 1618 Highway 51, across from Walmart in Covington. John Brassville Jewelers, your reliable source for unique jewelry. Honey, did you get the mail? No. Did you? Why would I ask if you got the mail, if I got the mail? I don't know. Confusion, perhaps. Right. Anyway, someone needs to get it. Agreed. I was thinking you. It has been 10 days since anyone did. I know, but I was thinking. It's hot outside, and it's cool inside. What's one more day? Call AirServe today to make sure your air conditioning is working this summer. We'll make your house so comfortable you'll never want to leave again. 901-622-5050. Welcome back to Adam and Chad on US 51 Country 93.5 FM. And here we go. Let me tell you something. AirServe is the truth. We put in the unit in my house, and I say, boo of money. Like hundreds of dollars a year I'm saving now in energy costs just by upgrading my unit and getting a Nest thermostat. Those two things. Air service, fantastic. And they're locally owned, too, right here in town. Dodgers and Red Sox. Red Sox now lead 2 nothing. Two hits off Clayton Kershaw on the bottom of the first. Not off to a good start for Kershaw. Driven in two runs so far. Take that back, three hits now off Clayton Kershaw in the bottom of the first. And they just now clicked over to the second inning. Boston leading that one to nothing. Time for our pick em. First, we'll check the uh, Facebook live comment feed. Jerry Stewart says... One word, Butch Jones. Jerry, that's two words, by the way. And uh, I don't I, I don't remember what we were talking about that made you say that. So you're going to have to give me context there. Gail says, makes sense. I say, of course it does. It came out of my mouth. But uh, not to be too arrogant. Is that too arrogant? Probably so. Probably so. All right. Let's do our college pick them for the week first. I'll go to last week. Last week's entries 
in the group uh, right now. The leader of the group overall, California Dave, he's basically running away with this thing. Nobody's going to catch him, I don't think. California Dave is at 299 points, just above Adam at 275. I'm trailing way back at 230, and uh, Jerry is at 235. Uh, He was talking about his week last week. Last week, Jerry... Had a good week, 46, but Adam won the week at 49. I only had 30 points. That's how bad my week was, is I only had 30 points when uh, Adam had 49 points. Uh, Going back to my entry here. Hello. What's going on here? All right. I'm trying to pull it up. It's live radio. You know, this this stuff is uh, not as easy as it looks. Last weekend, I got, I went about, I went, it looks like I went, uh, yeah, five and five, that's what I thought. I went five and five last week, uh, so, you know, uh, even money, that's all right. But let's, let's try to do better than that. Let's, let's try to do some Mega Millions $1.6 million stuff. I don't, I wish I was on the air when they were going to draw that just to see if we had a winner, uh, but uh, I guess you wouldn't know anyway immediately. Uh, I've got my ticket. I don't know if you guys got tickets. I got my ticket to the Mega Millions for tonight. Uh, and I'm telling you this right now. Uh, this is how you'll know for sure. Uh, this is how you'll know that I may have won. You won't know for sure because we can't ever predict the future, right? But if next week the show is not on or Adam is on here without me and you know somebody won the Mega Millions and you hadn't heard who it is yet, it might have been me. Because I don't think I'd be back just yet. I'll probably come back. I'll probably still do the show. But I wouldn't be back in town yet. I wouldn't be back in town for a while. I might have to do this show from overseas or something. Just to stay protected from all the people trying to come at me with all the money. It's nice to dream what you would do with that. Let's get into the picks before it gets too late here. Wisconsin plays Northwestern. That's the first matchup out of the... <clears throat> Big Ten, excuse me. Uh, Wisconsin sitting at five and two. Northwestern, a dangerous team at four and three. Wisconsin, though, I don't think there's any chance they lose this one. Uh, they're going to take care of business at Northwestern, uh, and that one will go to Wisconsin. That's going to be my pick there. Uh, feel free to put in your picks in the comment feed there. But Wisconsin, I think, doing fine. Uh, <laughs> Jerry says uh, he's going to win, and I'll be on the sports cruise with him. Hey, I'm there, man. If you win, I'm there. And we'll do a live show from Jerry's brand-new yacht is what we'll do on that one. Clemson taking on Florida State in the ACC. This one is tricky, I think, for Clemson. Watch out. Now, Jerry's taking Northwestern against Wisconsin, which is, first of all, that surprises me with you, Jerry. I'm surprised you're taking Northwestern over Wisconsin. I think it's a dangerous game for Wisconsin, but I just don't think that they're going to uh, – I just don't think they're going to get beat again in a game they're not supposed to uh, lose. And so I'm going to take Wisconsin in this one. Clemson and Florida State. I think this one could end badly for Clemson. I think Clemson has shown some weakness, and they could drop one. I don't think this is the one, though. I'm going to take Clemson over Florida State because, honestly – uh, Taggart has not gotten it together at Florida State yet. And I don't know if he will, but they're not ready 
for prime time yet. They they're over 500 right now. I think they go back to 500, go to four and four with a loss to Clemson. Purdue off of their uh, big win, taking on Michigan State. This is a pretty even matchup. It's at Michigan State, but Purdue is feeling feeling pretty good about themselves. I said last week. I think Michigan State is somewhat of a fraud as far as their wins. I think they're not nearly as good as some of the things they've done make them look. I'm taking Purdue in this game. So so far, I'm taking the away game, the away team in every game. Uh, Texas Tech will take on Iowa State in the Big 12. Texas Tech at five and two. Iowa State at three and three. Iowa State, the most dangerous three and three team in the country. Texas Tech so up and down, you cannot count on them because they never have enough defense to make up if their offense is sputtering. So for that reason, Iowa State at home, I think Iowa State gets this one over Texas Tech. In the Big Ten again, Iowa taking on Penn State. This is number 18 versus number 17. Iowa, only the one loss. Jerry picks Purdue, by the way, over Michigan State just like I do. Uh, Iowa is only got the one loss. They're kind of flying under the radar a little bit right now. At 6-1, and one, Iowa's kind of flying under the radar. Not a lot of people going uh, getting on the Hawkeye bandwagon yet. I think it's for good reason. Jerry takes Iowa State in the Iowa State-Texas Tech game, by the way. Iowa-Penn State, though. I think there's good reason that a lot of people, that they're only at 18 at 6-1, and one, and that Penn State's still above them at 5-2. and two. I think Penn State wins this game over Iowa. It's at Penn State. I think that uh, they have struggled. But in this case, I'm going to give Penn State the win in this one. Sweet Caroline will be playing in the stadium. Florida and Georgia, big matchup in the SEC East. Both teams only with one loss. This one could potentially send Florida rather than Georgia to an SEC championship game, depending on how the rest of everything shakes out. Georgia ranked at number seven. Florida ranked at number nine. Jerry takes Penn State in the previous game. Georgia supposed to be the better team here. Florida has proven, though, an ability to win games they shouldn't win. Dan Mullen doing a pretty good job at Florida right now, and they weren't in that bad of shape, to be honest with you, to begin with, before he went there. Dan Mullen's a good coach. Can he beat Kirby Smart between the hedges in Georgia? The answer is no, he cannot. And Georgia will win this game. Georgia will go on to win the SEC East. Now, they may drop another game. I don't I don't actually know what the remaining games are. Adam usually has this stuff pulled up on the computer, which is why he is actually integral to the show as much as I joke. Uh, he is integral to the show because he has this information. I don't know Georgia's remaining schedule, but uh, I think Georgia goes on to win the SEC East. I do think, however, they get beaten in the SEC championship game by Alabama. And uh, Jerry takes Georgia, too, but only because he hates Florida, which is understandable. He's a Tennessee fan, so uh, he's going to like uh Georgia better than he likes Florida if he likes either one. Uh, USF, South Florida, undefeated right now, only ranked 21st in the nation. Now they struggled a little bit. Houston, only with the one loss, 
And uh, they are playing at Houston, South Florida, taking on Houston. It's an American Conference matchup. It could knock an American team out of the rankings because if Houston wins, that'll just I don't think that'll put them in. That'll just take USF out. Uh, USF wants to get to that final game against UCF undefeated and have that determine the East. Houston wants this win because it will pretty much guarantee them because they're going to beat Memphis. It will pretty much guarantee them uh, the West Championship. Houston just put a, a drumming on Navy, and they'll probably win the American West anyway. This will guarantee it. Houston USF, I'm struggling back and forth. I know it's a little bit of a pause there. It's because I'm struggling because I like USF. It's at Houston, though. I'm going to have to take... I'm going to have to take... Man, right now I'm taking Houston in this game. To me, this game is a pick'em. Honestly, I think this game is a pick'em. Should be very exciting to watch. Uh, I I would say tune in and watch this one. Jerry takes Houston as well. I, I honestly I can't make a call one way or the other on this one that with any certainty though. Uh, so but I'm taking Houston in this one. Washington State in the Pac-12 taking on Stanford. Washington State at six and one. Stanford at five and two. Stanford is a fraud. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Stanford is a fraud. Washington State by two scores in this game over Stanford. They finally get knocked out of the rankings like they should have already been. By the way, UCF not getting any respect in the rankings. They're still ranked number 10 at undefeated, and they've done everything they're supposed to do. They've beaten everybody in front of them. There are people above them whose schedules aren't any better. I don't care what you say. Just because the name of the school is more recognizable doesn't make them a better opponent. And so Central Florida is really getting hosed right now in the rankings, I think. They should be at 7 or 8. They're stuck at 10. It's not going to matter because I think when the college football playoff poll, I don't think they'll get jilted twice. I think when the playoff poll comes out, they'll be ranked where they're supposed to be at 7 or 6 when that poll comes out. We'll have to see when that happens. Jerry's taking Washington State. I'm taking Washington State by two scores in Washington State, Stanford. Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas is on the rise. Oklahoma State's on a downtrend. I got Texas in this one, man. Tom Herman. Tom Herman might be the guy. You had doubts last year. You had doubts when they won. I had doubts. When they lost to Maryland at the beginning of this year, with all the turmoil Maryland is in, their head coach isn't even there. They're they're talking about toxic culture and stuff. They may have postseason bans and everything, and then you let them beat you the way that Texas did. Crazy. Crazy. I think, though, uh, Texas has shown after that loss, they're no chumps. Tom Herman has them headed the right direction. I think they win this game over Oklahoma State. Houston, by the way, uh, Jerry says the polls have them favored 73% over South Florida. I want to take Houston. They're at home, and I think Houston is probably a little bit tougher on defense. South Florida struggled early with uh, East Carolina, and uh, so all of that makes me think Houston, but it's just a wait and see, man, because South Florida has a way of winning these games when they come down uh, to 
when it gets down, and I think this is about a pick'em, and when it gets down to one-score game, South Florida has a way of pulling these out. Uh, Texas is who Jerry takes in Texas, Oklahoma State. That's who I take as well. I think uh, Tom Herman has that. And I see now, I see the clock. I'm running over, so I'm going to take the last one. Hawaii and Fresno State. Fresno State is 6-1. and one. Hawaii is 6-3. and three. It's at Fresno State. Traveling hurts Hawaii a lot, I think. It'll hurt them in this game. Fresno State over Hawaii. That is the final one. For Adam Craig, who is sick, and Jerry and everybody else there on Facebook, thanks for chiming in. I am Chad Gatlin at the Grace Broadcasting Studios. See you next week.